Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new year, a brand new show and a very, very brand new and maybe small little teaser episode. Um, this is apparently uh, a very quick episode 27 of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast and it has been quite a while so we're a little bit rusty but uh, I think um, you know, hopefully we'll be forgiven for that. Um, we've got together the uh, the usual suspects for this quick little episode obviously right now you're listening to myself lucas hello everybody um and we've also got matt there how are you i'm well i'm well it's been a while it sure has it's good to be back and i'm looking forward to this year that already has two months gone (laughs) (laughs) it was quite funny last night actually matt and i caught up on skype very quickly and um we both started off the the discussion by basically saying can you hear me am i like coming through all right do these headphones still work because it had been so yeah. long. Very, yeah. very I haven't bizarre. used Skype in so long because it still worked. Like, <laughs> exactly. What button do I press again? Do you still again? go to Skype.com? <laughs> very strange. What do, you, what do you mean I'm muted? What do you mean I'm muted? <laughs> Why can't you hear me? <laughs> anyway, yeah. And as you can hear in the background there, of course, we've got, uh, we've got Susie. How are you? I'm fabulous. There you go. You can't get much better than that. So that's definitely <laughs> a good thing. Uh, and we've also got Tim. How are you, mate? I'm doing very well, thank you. Hello to everyone. Fantastic. The dulcet tones of Tim. <laughs> ah, indeed. I think it was the last uh, episode that we decided that um, you know, Tim was officially a new band member and then you know, we had a hiatus. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully that won't happen again. Thanks a lot, Yoko. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. That was great. Sorry great for bringing joke. that up. Yeah. Uh, anyway... As I mentioned, you know, it, it's been a while since we've done this. There's been a few reasons for that, and I think a lot of that probably lands on my shoulders. Um, it's been a bit of a horrific time for me over the last couple of months. Um, I had a, a very ridiculous high-pressure job, and um, it got worse and worse towards the end of last year. And, yeah, I basically just had no time to do anything, um, you know, trying to be a dad and, and a husband and have a full-time job and, and doing this became too much and unfortunately something had to give. So, but anyway, I've thrown the towel in on that one. Um, basically said that that was not going to be the way it needed to be anymore and I needed to refocus. So that's now gone and i Well done you. Yeah, well, well done. <laughs> now I've got to try and find something else, um, which <laughs> oh, is yeah. yeah not all that easy in this current market. But anyway, um, I'm sure it won't be too difficult. But anyway... That's um that's now out of the way. You can always go to the street corner, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. No problem. <laughs> I don't know how much that's going to make me. Yeah, wouldn't that mean he'd have to pay people? Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, yes. <laughs> Please pull over. <laughs> I'll give you five bucks. <laughs> Haven't you heard Dropper Gaming? <laughs> you might not know this, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you realise who I am? Yeah. I'll even let you film it. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, nice. we're kicking we off derailed it already. We're kicking off this new year quite late. Uh and, and hopefully I think um you know we're we're all quite committed at this point. So if we can keep that momentum, we're gonna have a good year and we're gonna try and keep these things going. We do have a few ideas for 
where we want to go. Um, and we're going to try and start that off with our first full-blown episode 28, full recording within about the next two weeks. You should be able to expect that one. And we're changing a few things up. So I'm not going to go really into details of what we're going to change up, um, but you should pretty much be able to figure that out if you are one of the um, probably jaded old school listeners from last year uh, that's been waiting for a new episode for quite a while. So anyway, let's see how we go with that one. Um, but uh, I guess we are a, a supposed to be, anyway, a gaming podcast. Um, as I mentioned, I've really had no time to, to do anything gaming orientated at all. So I haven't really done much in regards to gaming. Um, I was just discussing with these guys how I played um, Mass Effect 3 demo just, uh, just today and how disappointed I was. And I was uh, happily surprised with the fact that I wasn't alone on that, uh, that feeling. Um, I'm not going to go right into it because I, I you know, didn't really play the other two and now I have no you know, want to play this game at all past this point. Um, Susie, you agreed with me pretty strongly yes. as well. What, you know, how long have you played it for and, uh, and what were your initial thoughts on it, I suppose? Well, to, to be fair, I didn't actually play it. I watched a friend play it. <laughs> and, and that was which enough. Which probably was better, yeah. I hated it, playing the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It went for too long. <laughs> I didn't actually play it. I watched a, a cinema play Cause, it. Because it was the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The graphics were really good, though. <laughs> they really nailed Legolas. I reckon. It, Legless. Yeah, it was what great. That drunk dude. Oh, no, that was the last drunken fighter. That was Jackie Chan. No, no, the sorry. Drunken master. Yeah, I said that. Sorry, Susie. Carry on. <laughs> I think um, my initial impression after seeing uh, the first bit or whatever on earth it was, um, was that finally a game that makes Homefront look good. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's hard. I don't know where you're coming from. I know I, Mass Effect has a massive following and I don't know. Yeah, I don't think maybe I, 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 I did. post on it and submit it to a particular site that gets a lot of hits and comments. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. But it really just, I just thought in this day and age, this, you know, the technology, the graphics, everything else is not good enough. Just was mm. not good enough. Fucking harsh. Sorry. Um, no, one of the things that I didn't particularly like about it, and I don't know if the other ones were like this, that's so you know, maybe my naivety, but just you, you have to run around looking down the sight of the gun type thing. Um, like he's mm. always in that stance of ready for action. Um, yeah. Unless you're obviously running, and I, there was some dis- sorry, there yeah. was some discussion about this apparently on the uh, the various internets. Apparently, because of uh, I don't know how grand they're trying to make it, and the hardware restrictions of the consoles, they don't have. I oh, forgive me, I didn't go and read the details. They either don't have enough RAM, or they just can't actually fit in normal animations and combat animations in the same instances. So ah. when you're in combat, you're in combat, and then there'll either be a cutscene or a loading screen, etc. and then you're in your adventuring around talking to people and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think 
You're I, ruining I think, it for me, guys. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, to, if you're a fan of Mass Effect, I think you, you, you see this demo totally different to the way that um, the rest of us see it because mm. uh, people who have played the other games already have in the back of their mind that they're going to be doing a lot of talking, et cetera, et cetera, and yep. that's part of it. And then they've got the familiarity with the combat, and so they compare the combat in a new one. Um, I've sort of never really been a fan of either, and... I know that, you know, fans of the series will probably make a lot of allowances and I'm trying to be empathetic to that approach, but I've got to agree with Susie. When it started up, I just thought these really looked like bad animations. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, it was just, just didn't... It didn't feel like – it was very much like, man, I'm just not going to want to spend any time in combat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's supposed to be – well, really, it, it's the other core joy of – Mass Effect. It, yeah, it, yeah. Essentially, it, it's three components: the talking, the shooting, and the making the decisions that you know more or less have a, a fairly significant um, the action and the RPG. Yeah, I- impact on on the outcomes, etc. But you know that that's us as not fans seeing it. Um, it, it reminds me of of um, Uncharted because obviously the um, the combat in Uncharted is a uh, is a sticking point with a lot of people and. Um, Whereas when I play it, I don't really take notice of it. I guess that makes me a bad reviewer or something, but I kind of look past certain things that other people point out as glaring because I get caught up in in the things that I love about them. Like, for example, Mass Effect 2, when I played it, the story kept me... The the story and, I guess, character development kept me... um, engrossed in it and that's what I'm looking forward to in Mass Effect 3 because obviously Bioware are really good at that kind of stuff and um, I guess on the back of that I kind of just look past the slight things maybe I'm I've got blinders on because of my appreciation of certain parts of the game I guess no not at all I reckon it's a good thing that's that's when you know a game caters to you know very specific needs and that makes it a good game. If if there's enough in there that, you know, other things don't bother you, then that's great. Um, mm. Yeah, and, but and, I, yeah, I think and, the difference in the two games, though, is, is quite glaring, though. I mean, you know, in, in Uncharted, the actual action scenes, like the shooting and all that kind of stuff, really is secondary to the exploring and the storyline and the discussions and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um but in Mass Effect... Oh, sorry, I forgot landing on planets and, and piloting the retarded ship, which didn't they get rid of in the second one for an <laughs> yeah, yeah, they about did. mining? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. Yeah. Which you can... You, it's not compulsory. No, no, no. But no. I think that's the difference. I mean, in, in Mass Effect, it is a major part of the actual game. Um, and it's always there, but you're always taking on multiple foes. Um, and, and they come in waves and those types of things. But whereas in Uncharted, it was very section based in that regard you know like there was an area that you'd go into and then there was you know you'd have a fight and then they'd go away and then you'd have a big you know explore and a jump around and you'd go and jump on different ledges and all that kind of stuff in this that's not so much you fight and then you have a dialogue and then you walk and then you fight and then you have a dialogue um so yeah but that's a major because part in, the, in the demo they've obviously focused on the um on getting stuff going. Like, in Mass Effect 2, there was plenty of walking around and exploring in the different areas. It's just that, obviously, for the the sake of a demo, they're trying to pack in all the action. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, obviously, a demo... With a game like Mass Effect 3, 
which is going to be, you know, 40, 50 plus hours at least. Yeah. You can't really fit in it. The, it's like when you when you start playing a game, I you know, some people say you need to give it at least like, you know how long the game is, give it at least like 10% of that for yourself to start getting, for it to grow on you, I guess. Yeah, the bad get thing used about to Final the Fantasy controls and stuff. 10% is usually 15 hours. Well, that's yeah. right. Well, that's <laughs> the problem with Final Fantasy um, 13. The whole beginning of it is the fucking most boring thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly and um god didn't that you know, really destroy it, that last game yeah and so you get to the point where it's like how much longer do i have to play this before i start enjoying it whereas kingdoms of amalur for example i know we're probably taking a bit longer on this discussion than we planned to but <laughs> King, i've been playing kingdoms of amalur so i'll just stick that in here so we can wipe that off for later in the conversation and <laughs> it's supposed to be 200 hours and um there's five main sections, and I'm up to the second main section, and I've played it for 35 hours, and um, I probably started enjoying it after about three or four hours into it once I started getting used to the the um, combat and everything like that. Mm. So, I guess to each their own, with with every game, I guess. Well, there you go. If you're gonna, to all our listeners, if you're gonna choose to play a game, you know, get a cross section of reviews. Read some negative ones as well as positive ones, if you can find them. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the net's going to be swamped with positive reviews for Mass Effect Three. Most probably, unless mm. Susie or I were at one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that demo well, piece of shit. A bit sad. In in some ways, I feel a bit sad because I, I think gaming is taken so seriously these days that even if you gave your honest opinion, that's not necessarily of a malicious nature. The fanboys. Um, well, there's a difference between saying, oh, the game was shit, or, yeah, it's all right, not really for me, or, like I said, I expected so much better from Mass Effect 3. Mm. And that's not saying that, okay, that's it, Mass Effect sucks. It's just, wow, it's not good enough. And that's, Yeah, I... I agree. I think it's so um, sad that if you, you, you people like Lucas didn't like it, I didn't like it, and Tim didn't like it. Okay, that's three people that I know. I actually know. I know a couple of others that didn't like it, but you know, this small group of people, as far as the interwebs is concerned, we need to probably put some shields on our backs and prepare to to yeah, absolutely exactly. cop it for saying it. And that's really sad because, um, you know, a lot of people there's games that someone else might play that I might not like. There's games I play that many other people don't like. Um, I don't know anyone who plays Dino Dash on the arcade anymore. (laughs) You know, know, that's not to say that that the opinion is worthless and we don't know anything. So, you know, I'm not against Mass Effect in any way. It's not my thing. And that's not really the bias towards it. I was quite curious to see what could happen because it seems that a lot of the games, they're releasing the third instalment. It looks, you know, for the most part, it looks amazing considering its predecessors. But this is just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't mean to start an argument about it or anything or try and prove you wrong, but... Um, but <laughs> um, <laughs> It, it is just a demo, so maybe when the game comes out, rent it or something and have a crack. Yeah, there, but then again, there if you're not that. into it, you, if you're not into it. But it's the same with things like Uncharted. Uh, again, to bring up Uncharted, third games in the series, 
in a series of games that are so highly acclaimed, mm. there's so much expectation for the third game. Mm. And um, I'm hoping Mass Effect 3 does it right for me because personally Uncharted 3 didn't. The ending of that made me sad, made me mm. a sad panda <laughs> because I expected so much better from Naughty Dog. Hmm. Yeah. So... Gotta agree with you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I was so disappointed. I was enjoying it. I was starting to enjoy it. There was parts that were pissing me off. And then I got to that final section and I was like, man, I'm starting to enjoy this. And then it was like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> Why did you ruin it for me, you fucks? <laughs> but I still gave it, what did I give it? A four out of five? So yeah. overall, yeah. I didn't let the ending ruin it for me. <laughs> Well, I think Even we've pretty much we've exhausted the demo talk. I reckon of uh, oh, there's, sorry, there's one other demo um, SSX just come out from EA snowboarding. For anyone who played that on PS2, they might be interested in the new um, the newness, the new SSX. Is, the demo's out on Xbox and PS3. It's worth a look at. Yeah, it's pretty fun if you like snowboarding extreme sports games. Well, that was um, good fun. That, that takes me back actually. I did enjoy playing that a long time ago. So. It was kind of those ones you could just pick up and have a bit of a thrash at and uh, mm. you know, do some massive tricks off some big jumps and you know, yeah. end up there nailing yourself. Cool stuff like that. Mm. They've got um, a, lot, a lot of leaderboard type stuff in it and um, and different explore, exploration of mountains and stuff. So we're getting a review copy for that, which I'll be doing. Cool. Just to add to my pile of exactly. I have to bloody write. Well, but, speaking, um, of, uh, <laughs> speaking of reviews that we've got, pending or that you know should be coming out kind of soon um we do have uh, a few in waiting at the moment uh, which you can keep an eye on uh, on the front page for um at this stage what have we got though uh king like i mentioned kingdoms of amalua reckoning i i put off reviewing that um until i'd obviously put a bit of time into it and then i was like yes i'm gonna write this and then the vita came out like that day so I, I kind so of feel bad, <laughs> but I'm gonna actually sit down tomorrow and finish it up, and post that. So that's that. And Grand Slam Tennis Two, just for fun and shits and giggles, we got sent that for review, and it actually inspired me to dust off my PlayStation Move controllers, and it's actually pretty fun. So I'll uh, I'll have something to chuck up on that. Um, what else? Uh, oh, the Vita. Obviously, uh, well, before we get into that, Jammy also has been playing Metal Gear Solid HD Collection on his Xbox, so hopefully we'll have something up soon for that as well for anyone out there who's thinking about getting that. Yep. Um, just a couple of other things that I'll quickly mention before I have my little Vita talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to try and keep it short, I swear yeah, to God. Yeah, you've got two minutes. And we'll, okay, we'll, anyway. cover more, we'll cover more so, next podcast, but you've got two minutes. Um, we've got... Yeah, shut up. We've got... <laughs> this is my fucking site, mate. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I'll just edit it and add in more. Yeah, anyway, um, so we've got... Back on track, mate. Come on. We've got articles coming up um, about... There was a Mass Effect 3 launch event last week. Obviously, it's not launched yet, but it was an event run by EA in Sydney. Uh, we had a, a writer, Greg down there for that one so there's a, I've got an article sitting in my email that I'll probably post when I post this podcast so nice. if you're interested in seeing how that went you can check that out Liz from Save Game went there as well 
uh, I don't know if she's still with Save Game, but whatever. <laughs> Star Wars The Old Republic <laughs> is coming out in Australia finally March 1st, and there's a launch event for that on Thursday, which is March the 1st, and Chloe is going to it. So hopefully she'll have an article up about that before she goes to America next week for the Game Developers Conference. Which should be good. So, mm. so that should be good. Hopefully she um, she has a bit of fun there. That's She's obviously in the game development business, so I hope she enjoys herself and learns some things and obviously comes back and, you know, learns us all good about it. Yes, that too. <laughs> um, so that's all of that. Basically, I've got the Vita. I got a Vita. I got a 3G model. I'm enjoying it. The 3G comes in handy, but I can see why most people wouldn't need it. I'm just a nerd, and I'm always checking my messages and checking with Near, which is uh, Near is the the app that um, uses GPS data to show you people who are playing games in in and around your area. And it's actually pretty cool, and you can um, make new friends. I've already got a few friends new on my PSN based purely on Near, and I've actually played some FIFA football with one of them over the, on the Vita online, so that was fun. And um, so I'm enjoying that with Near, and uh, the games I've been playing on it, get ready, because I've been playing a fucking heap of them, uh, if anyone actually cares. Super Stardust Delta. <laughs> Motorstorm RC, Rayman Origins, which I played, obviously, I reviewed Rayman Origins on the PS3. It's awesome as it was on the PS3. It's fucking beautiful on the Vita. The touch controls work well. Um, so, definitely. <laughs> you fucking I just messaged Matt and said one minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, if anyone out there is getting a Vita, I would highly recommend Rayman Origins. And also, Mo- Motorstorm RC is a little... It's kind of like Micro Machines. Did any of you guys play Micro Machines Hell back in the old yes. days? I loved it on PC. Um, Micro Machines and Micro Machines 2. They, they were amazing. Yeah, so My- Motorstorm RC is kind of like isometric view. Um, sort of like Micro Machines, except obviously the graphics are, are a bit better. <laughs> Should I have said yeah, and um, it's actually it's the cheapest game you can get on the Vita in Australian dollars. It's ten bucks, which is the cheapest one apart from PSP games and minis. And I would say before I started playing Rayman Origins, that game took the most of my time because it's fucking fun, man. And it's got leaderboards for all your friends. So if and it's also if you download it, it works on Vita and PS3. So, Tim, if you are interested, Motorstorm RC is available on PS3 as well. Oh, I might check yeah. it out. Yeah, 10 bucks. So well, I've actually um, had a, a couple of minutes on, uh, or you know, maybe an hour and a half on a Vita just recently, um, and I played some Uncharted. And the... Oh, yes. I've, I played the demo of that, and I thought it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shit demos. <laughs> well, that's I because really 30 surprised. seconds into it, it made me cut through a fucking sheet hanging in a doorway. I was like, I can just walk through this because it's a doorway with a fucking sheet hanging on it. And it's like, no, you need to swipe across, diagonal and across again to fucking cut it with your machete. I'm like, what? It's not uncharted. Fucking uh, dumb. Anyway. But so I, I quite I'm enjoy it. I, I started the game, um, played maybe a couple of chapters anyway, uh, or a couple of the first sections of it. Um, and I quite enjoyed it. Graphically, it is fucking ridiculous. Um, you know, there's... Nothing handheld that even comes close to it at this point. Oh, I um, think there is. Yeah. 
there's fucking awesome. Play FIFA football, man. Oh, yeah, maybe. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, in in regards to the Vita over everything else, there's nothing even coming close to it. Um, You know, it, it is just miles in front of everything else, but... There's a few little niggling things as well that uh, you know I think could create a few issues for people, but I'll get some more information on those and when we have a discussion on it next time. Uh, yeah, well, next episode I'll hopefully have got my hands on it and played it a bit because Tricky Mick from Trophy Whores, if anyone ever remembers us mentioning them, uh, he told me that it's a must-buy, so... Yeah. No, I'm it was sure a good fun game. It, 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 from what I played anyway, I thought it was quite enjoyable, so... Mm. But well, I'm, it is I'm Uncharted. Big, yeah, I'm a big Uncharted fan. So, But we'll yeah. definitely talk a lot more about the Vita next time. Um, I think maybe we'll need our own two-hour podcast for Matt just to go into the Vita. <laughs> well, um, just one, one more second, mate. <laughs> Luminous. I just, there's two more games, mate. Come on, you oh, come off. on. Luminous. <laughs> uh, I don't know if any of you guys know what Luminous is. It's a Hell, puzzle yes. game. Yeah? yeah. It's fucking fun, man. I played it in the car the other day. I, Ashley was driving. Obviously, I wasn't playing while I was driving. Otherwise, I'd be dead. Because I look down. I look up. We're leaving where we were. 40 minutes later, I look up again. And a minute has passed in my mind. And we're home. After a 40-minute drive. And the whole time, I was playing Luminous. So, it's pretty addictive and fun. If you like Not puzzle a, games. Luminous has like 35 licensed tracks from um, electronic yeah, yeah. artists, I think. And it was a bit sad, but apparently Daft Punk was going to be one of them, but um, didn't make it. No. But, uh, it's got like no, no. Brothers, LCD sound system, and all these kind of different ones. So it's actually really fun. Yeah. And the music, you get just get lost in the music. It's fucking fantastic. If you've got time, if you've got hours to waste, Luminous. Yeah, it was originally a PSP game. It's actually on Xbox Live um, and probably PSN as well in whatever HD format. Mm-hmm. But um, it's very, if it's very much for people who haven't played it, it's a little bit Tetrisy in philosophy, but not. I mean, you don't make lines; you make uh, grids with by combining colors. Um, but yeah, like go on YouTube, take a video of it out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to describe it. Yeah. It's it's hard to describe it and make it sound actually like it's something that people should play. But <laughs> if you just want to trust a, your fellow drop bears, um, it's fucking awesome, and you should definitely get it if you've got a Vita. I don't know if there's a demo, but it's worth it if you like puzzle games. Trying for it anyone out. for anyone who played Chime on download, it's a similar kind of thing where there's a bar that goes across the screen and clears it every usually every bar or every four bars of the music. So it's synced with the music. And as you clear certain blocks and make combos, etc., then it'll make sounds that are from the sound set of the, of the music. And so it's a, it's a very lively kind of game. And it's got that Tetris aspect yeah, of you, get you, lost you making your combos. And, you know, if you want score, you pursue it, etc. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Oh, and it's got a feature... Just quickly, I know Luke's getting antsy about us talking for too long, but it's got a. Uh, I it's just got know a you're going to talk about this next week as well, and it's going to bore the shit yeah. out of everyone. No, I probably won't. <laughs> I probably won't. But um, I'll talk about some other stuff. But in Luminous, there's a thing, there's a feature called World Block, and it uses either Wi-Fi or 3G, whatever you've got. It's basically with 3G. There's a lot of asynchronous multiplayer where you do something and it uploads what you did, and other people can try and beat it, like ghosts on race games and stuff like that. Like it. And whatever in Luminous, there's a world block, and it's got two million blocks, 
and for every block that you clear in Luminous, when you finish a game in any mode, go back to the main menu, it uploads the blocks that you've cleared to the PSN and it removes them from the world block. So everyone Nuts. all across the world who's playing Luminous is working together to clear down this 2 million piece world block. So, and I, I'm pretty sure you get unlocks for, for participating or something like collectibles or something like that. But um, it's a pretty cool feature to get you know people connected and stuff. And one last game, Escape Plan. It's a... Uh, Another puzzle game using a lot of the swipe features on the uh, on the Vita, black and white, pretty interesting art style. Uh, I haven't really played a lot of it, but um, I'll definitely write something up or mention it in the next podcast episode. So that is the Vita so far from me. It's going pretty good. It's really it actually controls really well. Um, the rear touchpad takes a bit of getting used to, and obviously the screen is fantastic and beautiful and. The colors, especially in things like Rayman Origins and Super Stardust Delta, the the, the um, high, high definition of the colors and quality of the screen really stand out in those games. So, yeah, I don't know if it's worth buying at the price it is in Australia, which is like what three hundred and fifty bucks for a Wi-Fi only model. Yeah, and in America it's two fifty, I think, which is actually. Less than two hundred fifty dollars Australian. Yeah, exactly. But as per normal, we get screwed. Thanks a lot, Australian retailers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they could be wow sight and sound and go under. Anyway, um, yeah. If anybody <laughs> yeah, knows wow sight and sound, they went into administration today, so they're gone. Oh, uh, that's sad. Yes, yes. Competition don't like it. Mm, that's right. They're they're one of the three majors or four majors, I oh, suppose. I hope they have a closing down sale. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I guess that that pretty much wraps up that. I will only say one more thing on the Vita. Uh, when I got to play it, um, I had to climb. Oh come up. on, man! <laughs> I had to climb up a rope. <laughs> Trying to um, wrap this up. And on the back of it, obviously, you know, you touch the back screen to, to make things happen in some parts. Anyway, I jumped onto a rope and said I had to press you know, the left side or swipe it or whatever to climb up. And when I did, a, uh, I got an achievement and it popped up and it said, touch my rear. And I thought that is the worst name for a fucking achievement I have it's ever a trophy, seen, dude. or whatever. Trophies, achievements, all the same shit. Um, Get <laughs> I can't names. believe that they've come up with that. Someone at Sony's gone, "Hey, I'll chuck this one in. Touch my rear." Very <laughs> Look nice. What I did here. Exactly. So <laughs> anyway, I, I thought that was uh, you know, worth commenting on. So, but anyway. Um, well, before we wrap up, um, dropping the Vita discussion, I've just got one thing. If anyone played Warhawk or likes playing multiplayer games on the PS3, the um, the next iteration, I guess, of, of Warhawk, Starhawk, is in beta at the moment, and it's actually open to the public now. I'm not sure how long that's on for, but, uh, you know, if you like multiplayer games on the PS3, you might want to check it out. It's pretty interesting. Got some, some different stuff that you won't find in other multiplayer games. So, yeah, worth yeah. a look at. Definitely. So, Just thought I'd mention that nice and quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that, we are going to wrap up. Um, I'd like to say thank you to, to you guys for coming along on this journey tonight. Uh, I appreciate the um, the company, I suppose. Um, I'd, I'd like to thank our listeners for sticking with us, even though we haven't given them anything. <laughs> yeah, 
Let's hope so. To. <laughs> Hopefully, if you're out there, send us, send us an email at podcast at dropbeargaming.com. It can, uh, I'll, I'll make sure not to delete it when I delete the millions of friggin' Chinese spam that go to that email address. Yeah, that's driving me insane, that stuff. Yeah. Anyway. So, and, you know, review us on iTunes. You can tweet us and Facebook us. Yeah, do that. Well. Let us know. If you listen to this, please tell us because Otherwise we do this. We won't know. We do this for you guys. Exactly. In, in theory, if you're out there. Hello. <laughs> well, then, for me, that's a good night. Thank you very much for listening. Um, and as I said, yeah, take care. Good night. Yeah, see, see you next week. Or next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Matt here. I've just got this little quick bit to add on to the end of this podcast. Um, Today is March the 1st, which is the official launch day of Star Wars The Old Republic in a- in Australia and Hong Kong and Singapore and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's obviously been out in the United States and people have imported copies here, but now it is officially available in Australia with a Asia-Pacific based server, which is nice for anyone who knows anything about MMOs. It's nice to have a local server. Anyway, basically, EA were nice enough to send us an invite to their launch event today which was in Sydney, so we obviously sent our official Sydney correspondent, Chloe, aka Lamb Chop, from the website. You would have heard from her on the Game of the Year podcast, and uh, she got an interview with Gabe Amantangelo, the lead t- PvP designer for the game. So, as a special treat for you all, here it is. Hope you like it. honest and don't hate me, I haven't actually played a Star Wars game. So what I wanted okay. to ask you first of all is what the whole game is about. Okay. Um, so the Star Wars The Old Republic is a massively multiplayer online game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means you know, you've got players from all over the place logging into the same world and playing this experience together mm-hmm. in shared worlds and shared space. Uh, the specific, now of course there's been several MMO titles. The specific uh, direction and what's very unique about Star Wars The Old Republic mm-hmm. is that we injected the Bioware storytelling way, which is, is seen in very, very single-player games mm-hmm. where it's like you've got you know, the cinematic storytelling, the choices, that then changes how the action unfolds, yes, yes, yes. Um, the different options, the investment, the depth of the characters, etc. So really bringing that RPG element to the forefront inside of MMORPGs, because mm-hmm. that's part of its its birth, right? Yeah. Um, and instead of just you know throwing walls of text or loosely inspired things, it's like it's it's about that. It's centered on that, and that's what Star Wars: The Old Republic is. Great. So it's so it's just really really focusing on a core story, right? So I'm guessing there were other MMOs before before this one, and they're they're not based on a full storyline or anything. Well, like they that. they have storylines. It's just a different it's a different delivery. Mm-hmm. It's not as um, as sort of engaged into the gameplay. Yeah. Um, and so if you play like console games like Mass Effect or Dragon Age mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, any of them, like Uncharted, that type of stuff, it's like you've got the, the depth of character. And so it really gets you engaged into the gameplay and what's going on. Yeah. And so that was something we felt that MMOs were lacking. Um, and and it's, 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 it's natural that MMOs were there because it's really challenging to get so many people into the same space. You mm-hmm. have to make compromises. So it just felt that it was the time to to reintroduce that into MMOs into the RPG space. Yeah, cool. Uh, I 
so I heard in your talk you mentioned about the whole uh, customer feedback thing and using updates to accordance to what they say. Was that always the plan to to use customers to, to fix up the game in, in, in ways? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, you know, I mean, because MMOs are communities. It's yeah. very much about the community. Now, obviously, you've got people in the community on different ends of the spectrum, so it's mm -hmm. like you can't be, like, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, like, how do you balance that out when two people are sure, well, two groups? Some of it comes down to just experiential judgment. Mm -hmm. um, another bit of it comes down to metrics and actually seeing what the truth of the situations are. Mm -hmm. Like, in, in that it's just we monitor player behavior inside of games and what they do. And what, so if someone say it's like, oh, I'm always dying, da, 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 and then we'll go in there and say, oh, no, you've only died once. Yeah, it's like so it's not as difficult as you're making it seem like. Yes. And so we can balance those things of that nature. But ultimately it's like yes, an MMO is a service. It's about the community, it's about the players, mm -hmm. and it's about what they want, what they respond to. And so some of the things that we've been seeing that they respond to is like they love the story, they love the progression of the story, so yes. we're continuing with operations and flashpoints which is those customized like group story yeah, events yeah. that carries on the overarching story. And there's also a huge, a tremendous uh, involvement in PvP in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're updating the PvP features and systems as well. Nice. Sounds awesome. Uh, actually, after seeing those, the film clips, yeah, yeah. I want to play that. <laughs> it looks it's so inspiring, cool. Right? It's really. I've got goosebumps watching it. It's like cool fighting moves and everything. We had to end on the uh, the uh, the good guys beat of hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so good. Uh, your title is lead PvP designer. What what does, exactly does that entail? Like, what, do you like lead an art section or do you lead the whole thing? I wasn't sure what, what, what you meant by lead, lead PvP designer. No, of course. So the um, I'm actually I'm actually working on the the PvP, the flashpoints, and the operations. Flashpoints and operations are a PVE side of um, like the operations is the eight to sixteen players get together and they go you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and and you know they they fight off like the Supreme Mobile and Karaga's mm -hmm. Palace. Uh, flashpoints are, are four players get together and they do very customized. Uh, storytelling uh, and action and combat based on the choices they make. It's much like people sitting down at a table and role playing, you know, yeah. old school. Uh, flashpoints are very tailored around that. And so I've got three different teams, and there's designers on each of the teams, there's artists that are dedicated to each of the teams, there's engineers that are dedicated to each of the teams. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we, we make decisions. Uh, so before I come to the team, like dealing with the game director, like James Olin, uh, we take a look at you know marketing, we take a look at the community, what's wanted, what's needed, what mm -hmm. we can do, and what timelines. And then we kind of execute that and come up with a plan and disseminate it to the team. Yes. And sort of give e you know each member of the team like a certain area to craft as their own with this sort of bigger picture of what the features we're delivering. Yes. And so it's kind of it's kind of just uh, facilitating. I'm a facilitator. Yeah, facilitator. Yeah, exactly. It still sounds like you can get a lot of sleep during the production of this thing. It's <laughs> yeah, sleep is tough to come by. But um, you know the production is is very intensive, just like you know producing a movie or any other single-player game, everyone's leading up to that launch. But what changes is that with an MMO, you go from launch, you got the product up, mm -hmm. and it's not like wipe your hands clean. It's, yes. it's like you transfer into a service type of industry. Yes. And so we're going, uh, you know, over the past month, we've been sort of transferring and, and shifting around the company to orient it towards a service type product. Yeah. 
Um, and then, yeah, so the, the balance and quality of life. <laughs> we'll get there one day, maybe. So, yeah, I was going to, that was my next question, actually. It just doesn't stop at the launch, does it? It, it keeps going. And is this, like, just going to keep going for years and years? You just keep updating and... Yeah, yeah. As long yeah. as, you know, the players are playing and this is, you know, they want this, they want that, then it's yeah. like, we'll, we'll keep at it. And we're very lucky, very privileged and very humbled at the same time because it's like, it's about, it's a service and that's, you know, it's for the players. Yeah, um... Something a friend, a friend of mine is a massive Star Wars fan. He he wanted me to ask him um, mm -hmm. that he, like many others, got the game before it was launched and, <laughs> and all that. And yeah, but he said that um, they got onto you know the other servers and everything, and then they started slowing down around the launch now because mm -hmm. they got it ages ago. Anyone know what what keeps coming to to make him keep coming back to the game? I sure, assume yeah. that's just the more updates. And yeah, it's the updates. It's the new content. It's continuing with the storyline. Um, and another exciting thing we have coming up in the 1.2 update mm -hmm. is called the Legacy System, yeah. which is, you know, players, you can choose, like I was saying, those eight different player classes, mm -hmm. but you can play multiple of the player classes. Each of them have their own unique story, and you can kind of form them into, because they're all your characters, into like a family tree. Oh, it's wow. a legacy, much like the Skywalkers, you know, Anakin, yeah. Luke, Leia, etc., the Skywalkers. And within the system, when you form your family tree, you can pass down powers. Like if you're, you know, if a Jedi Knight's at the top of it, and, mm -hmm. and then you've got, you say, he's got a, a smuggler who's his son. Mm -hmm. The smuggler, you can make Force-sensitive and might have some Force powers, as oh, well wow. as, you know, being the gunslinger type. So it's going to add a whole new level of uh, customization and sort of crafting yeah. your own saga and legacy. And that, that all came from customer feedback and forums? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it was, it, was a, uh, it was an idea that James Olin had earlier on and something we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then how we tailored that feature is, you know, a lot of it's based on what the players are hoping to yeah. get out of it. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. One more question. One more question? Okay. Uh, so the last question I wanted to ask, and we can condense it into a small thing, but I just wanted to know how did you get to where you are now? You know, naturally people are like, whoa, Bioware. Yeah, how, yeah. how did you get into, into this? No, that's fine. The, um, so how you get into it nowadays is very different from how I got to it when I was a kid. Because oh, okay. when, okay. when I was a kid, I, like, I, there was no game designer schools. Like, that didn't exist, yes. right? Um, I happened to start as a, uh, uh, a computer science major mm -hmm. in college, and then I switched over to screenplay writing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the creative aspects of it as well. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of, you know, I like both aspects, right? I, I like I like the, the, the logical aspects as well as the uh, the creative aspects. And I think that's what makes a designer is having a balance between the two. Yeah. Because you have to be, you know, rigid about the, you know, the systematic and the numerical needs, but you also have to be creative in how you apply those things. So it's more of an alchemy than it is necessarily a science. Yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, my advice would be, to sort of condition both sides of that brain for people who want to get mm -hmm. into it. But now, obviously, there's a lot of programs that are available to play yeah. to, to various students to, to get into it. So at any rate, that was, that, that was my education. I ended up at New Line Cinema and sort of just one thing to another. Mm -hmm. Just worked your way up. Yeah, New Line Cinema, one thing to another, you know, different uh, Hollywood companies, and then eventually came over to EA Mythic, mm -hmm. um, working on Warhammer Online, and then uh, Star Wars The Republic. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that's all we've got time for now. So thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Nice to meet you. you as well.